0: time for the legendary bobby bowden you know i had to do it no a nation or no nation you know how i'm rocking with up
1: for sure for sure
0: oh man had to start it off with the florida state anthem want to give a shout out to the late great legend that is bobby bowden yeah. who passed today at the age of 91 bobby bowden not only is a coach at florida state which is my favorite college football team he was a pioneer man yeah a legend in the game, a staple. He wasn't afraid to bring on the black athletes to his team. He brought them in basically as a father figure to them and, you know, helped them reach their dreams of becoming in the NFL. And aside from having the second most career wins in college football, he's really a legend, really, really a great coach. So salute to him, salute to his long, long life that he had and just prayers up for him and the family, man.
1: For sure, yeah. He was you know, obviously a staple in college football, all he did for the athletes and then, you know, his you know, instrumental in today's game. Um, you've seen over history, how many coaches now are bringing in black athletes exactly. from several different neighborhoods exactly. and things like that? So it's, it's really, um you know, it means a lot to the entire game, really. Yeah. So. Like
0: he changed the game, he changed the college football landscape yeah. in ways that most people haven't and never will. So, real salute to him. Welcome to the Out of My League podcast. I am Justin. I'm Deshaun. And as always, we are here to give you the latest sports takes, debates, updates, and the
1: news. <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. We're up, here. How's your weekend, dog? <laughs> it's been good, man. You know, been chilling, you know, catching up on some, some rest, you know. Same. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> Sleep is under fear. Yes, yes. I
0: did nothing this weekend and it was lit. Man,
1: I love it. <laughs>
0: it, it was lit. But it is time because football has finally arrived. We had our first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game, Dallas Cowboys versus Steelers. Man, what were your first takeaways?
1: Uh, Bad quarterback play on both sides. (laughs) It was just terrible. Terrible.
0: Yeah, man. I'm I'm not really surprised, one, because you know you got to shake the jitters off. One thing I did notice, Mason Rudolph. Has not improved at all. No. He actually regressed, and that's pretty hard because he was awful.
1: Yes, he was terrible. He was
0: god-awful last year.
1: Like The fact that he's actually started NFL games and still (laughs) performs this way is terrible. The fact that he is second string on that
0: depth chart right
1: now is (laughs) mind-blowing to me.
0: (laughs) I don't know what the Steelers are doing, but... Josh Dobbs should be second straight. Yeah. Or Dwayne Haskins. Or Dwayne Haskins, right. Or Dwayne Haskins. What is Mason Rudolph doing out there? I don't know. Seriously. How do you think the Steelers are going to look, man? Just because, you know, new running back back there, coming off a rough season where they started out undefeated at 10 games and mm-hmm. then just went downhill quick and fast. So what are we looking at as far as takeaways from that game and the direction you think they're going in?
1: Yeah, um, you know Najee Harris looks, you know, he looks as advertised. Looks yep. pretty good. They, you know, they yep. debuted him a little bit, but you know, I'm not high on the Steelers nah. um, on okay. either side of the ball. Honestly, I okay. mean, they're going to have a good pass rusher because TJ Watt and those guys yep. are going to get after the passer. But hopefully, when he gets his contract situation right. settled, yep. But it's you know, I'm looking at the Steelers now, and you know, obviously you have a great leader in Mike Tomlin, but Big Ben is not it. Juju's not it. Clay <laughs> um, Claypool, he's gonna he's gonna be all right. Yep. Chase, Chase Claypool, he can ball. Um, Najee Harris can ball, obviously. But you have changes on your offensive line. You have, like, two or three new faces on the old line so camaraderie needs to come into place. Uh, the defense, I mean, you have most, most of your defense is actually coming back intact. You know, Devin Bush is coming back. You got yep. pass rushers coming back. Um, so they, they're going to be all right on defense. They lost Steven Nelson, obviously, because they yep. cut him. Yep. Um, Tough. But it, it's going to be one of these things now where – I don't think the Steelers are gonna be nearly as good as they were in the beginning of last year.
0: Okay, I'll take that. And we'll stay with the Steelers because we are jumping into our training camp trenches tour, starting with the AFC
1: North. Yeah, man. It's uh it's going to be this is one of the better, you know, I like this division of football just because the history and you know how tough. These teams usually are, but I think there's there's a newcomer coming along here, and you know the Bengals are. It, it's, <laughs> I, I know, I know. After all the reports, I know after all the reports sure? about Joe. <laughs> you sure? After all the reports going on in he with Joe you Burrow sure? looking oh, okay. terrible, um, obviously coming off that terrible knee injury, with he yep. tore like three or four ligaments in his knee. Yep. Um, so I mean, I'm sure he's not perfect in camp by far, but if this it, look, he needs to play well for this team <laughs> to need, get where I'm projecting. He, <laughs> he needs to pick it up for Joe, your sake. Joe, I'm not playing with you, Joe. <laughs> he, he he needs to pick it up for your sake. That's what it sounds like. I need this man to go into a chamber, get his knee <laughs> reconstructed, whatever. Hyper, yo, hyperbolic time chamber. There you go. Like getting hyperbolic time chamber. Goku goes
0: there all the time, man. Trust Facts. Me. Trust me. All right, man. We're jumping on this tour with the AFC North. Give me your biggest storyline heading into Week One for that division.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's Baker Mayfield uh, and, and the uh, Browns. Okay, um, easy, nice. I just feel like right now there's so much pressure on that team to to see if last year was not a fluke, mm-hmm. and then you have all the other storylines coming behind them. Oh, Baker can't play with OBJ. You know, all mm-hmm. those kinds of things going on. But right now. The Cleveland Browns are stacked. I mean, yes. they are stacked. I agree. Like <laughs> they're probably one of the best rosters in football. I agree. So that's how good they are. And you know, you can't you can't start off a season, especially after the way you ended it. You can't start off with just losing bad, like a bad loss where you're turning the ball over, all those kind of things. It's Baker Mayfield right now.
0: Okay, I'll take that. And My- he's fighting
1: for a contract, by the way, too.
0: Yes, because he's trying to get paid. Right. And we just seen somebody get paid. Josh Allen yeah. got the bag, yes, too. Yes, he did. Got the bag. I don't know if I would have gave him all that. I think that's a little that's risky. That's a lot. I think that's a little risky. Coming off just one season of work. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a little risky. But we'll jump to them another time. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Come. Okay. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson, who is back in practice now after Mm -hmm. the COVID protocol. I know that they have improved their wide receiving core. Mm -hmm. They have picked up a couple of receivers. They have improved their line. And it's time for Lamar Jackson to take that next step. We're looking to see what he can do in the postseason. He's always got there, but they're just trying to see if he can get over that hump and get back to necessarily what he does well. Instead of forcing him to be a pocket passer, roll him out more. Let's see how Harbaugh is going to adapt and let's see if they can make that next step because me personally I actually project them winning the division. Hmm. So, I okay. have I have them winning the division. So, that is the biggest storyline
1: for me. Give me one thing you're looking for in the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals, this is this is a make a break a year for the head coach. I mean, they brought him in to be sort of this McVay a clone type guy to innovate the offense and all those kinds of things. Yep. And right now you have the weapons everywhere. I mean, you have your Jamar Chase, you have your Joe Mixon, you have, you know, your T Higgins, yep. you have Tyler Boyd. I mean, you have weapons on you top have, of weapons on top of weapons, weapons, weapons right now in Cincy. And, you know, if you're, if you're Zach Taylor, the head coach, you're looking at this roster and you're like, we should be able to compete at least for a wild card spot. This is our year. This is what year two of Joe Burrow yep. but year three of his regime Zach yep. Taylor's regime so you know you're looking at their their team and you're like okay we we built heavy in defense you have one of the best safety duels in the league with Jesse Bates and Von Bell. I mean, two young I studs. Love, love the linebackers are stacked right I love now. Time, and, you know, you have a team right now that should be over the hump. The thing that's going to hurt this team the most to me is the thing that's been haunting in the last five or six years is the offensive O-line. line O-line and play. the quarterback play. Yep. And, you know, if they don't figure out how to strengthen that old lineup, Look, you have a quarterback coming off a torn ACL, MCL, and LCL. He's going to need all the protection possible. He needs all the protection possible to really, you know, go through his progressions, his Mm -hmm. reads. You know he's already going to start off slow because he's not going to be as mobile. So, it's one of these things now. It's going to be timing, anticipation routes, and things like that. And, honestly, Zach Taylor is going to try to get the ball out of Saints hands quick. So, this is one of the things that O-line has to hold up for, not only for him, but for Joe Mixon coming out the backfield, too, to run through those gaps. So, I'm looking for the Bengals. They they need to invest heavy in the O-line. If there's an opportunity in training camp right now to acquire a left tackle, a guard, a center, whatever you have to do to strengthen the O-line, you need to do it. Sounds like you're pretty high on the Bengals right now. Where do you have them falling as far as the division ranks going at the end of the season I have them at three okay I think they can be they can be over the Steelers I'm not high on the Steelers I I, I see yeah I see you're actually very low on the Steelers
0: okay yeah I'm gonna go with the Browns second Ravens first because I said Ravens I got that reverse okay yeah I pick I pick Ravens to be first Browns second I got the Steelers third Mm -hmm. and I have the Bengals fourth although I think the Bengals are making strides in the right direction the reports I'm hearing from Joe Burrow are not good yeah they're not good at all. They look. They say he looks very sloppy yep. in the pocket. He looks very timid. Yep. He looks actually somewhat afraid. He's putting his leg out to avoid getting hit, getting heavy hits. Mm-hmm. He's going down a lot quicker. Not willing to, you know, go the extra mile or two to make the play. He doesn't trust his knee. Yeah, and he doesn't trust his knee, and I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. We see that. Yeah. from quarterback. So, all the so time. that yeah. that's that's going to happen. But for me. If you're looking like that in training camp, there are only a few weeks right, from the season exactly, and if you don't improve drastically dramatically, you're gonna be in for a rough start because one, your division is tough, so you can't afford to fall back a couple of games right, like right. you can't you can't afford to fall behind. The Steelers, I'm not really big on, but I think that the Steelers and Mike Tomlin are going to figure out a way. One, because he's never had a losing season as a head coach.
1: True. He's, ne- true. he's
0: never had a losing season as a head coach. So Mike Tomlin is going to find a way to utilize Big Ben. And he also is one, basically a full year removed from that injury that he had yeah. in his elbow. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's going to be a little bit better. Not saying that he's going to be elite, yeah, but I think he's going to be a little bit better, and they're going to have routes for their receivers to get the ball out quicker, and I think that Harris in the backfield is going to give them another spurt, and they're going to be formidable on defense, obviously, because mm. they they brought back most of their defense, right. so I think that they'll be just fine on defense, and I think that they'll be able to win a few games, but I don't think in that big moment the offense will be able to come through, because I f- I feel like they're going to be trending more so like they were in the tail end of the season instead of the front half of the season because right. they weren't blowing teams out. They just had great defense yeah. and they were just making the play. I don't see Big Ben making the extra play. No. I see him being a quarterback that's not going to make many mistakes, but he's not going to go win you too many games either. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a little hard. Baker on the other hand and Lamar Jackson mm. are risk takers. Yes. Those those two are risk takers. And I think that they have Lamar obviously with his athleticism, Baker with his weapons, they have good weapons to, you know, take the extra mile. And OBJ OBJ is probably my biggest storyline in this division right now. What is OBJ going to look like? We all know that he hates losing. He loves to win, but he also is one that commands the ball.
1: Yeah.
0: How is he going to jump back into this team after being off the torn ACL and coming back and fitting in that role because they flourish without him. So he knows that they can win without him, but he definitely makes any team exponentially better because right. he's a deep threat mm-hmm. and he got hands like straight up. He just has hands. So I'm very interested to see what he looks like when he comes back into the fold.
1: Yeah, Odell, he's um, no question one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, when he has the ball in his hand, right? When he has the ball in his hands, it's it's not many people that can stop him. Literally. Um, And he's also a really good route runner. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Very very crispy. Him and Jarvis, honestly. Him and Jarvis are really, really good route runners. Very crispy. Um, I would also, to your Lamar Jackson point, I think – the Ravens are really interesting because I know they put an emphasis on this offseason on trying to change their their route combinations on offense to try to better fit Lamar, especially outside shorter, the numbers, sh- shorter routes, um, more more right. quick quicker routes to get so the ball brought, out quicker. Right. So you brought in Sammy Watkins, you brought in Rashad Bateman, you yep. already have Hollywood Brown, um, and then you have your running bank. You can running game with J.K. Dobbins and yep. those guys. Um, but it's it's one of these things now where you know. I'm sure the emphasis this year from Harbaugh is Lamar's passing game. How is it going to elevate the team? Because you brought in two guys that are pretty good uh, with running and, and winning matchups. All those Sammy Watkins. Very injury prone he, to me. I'm not, I'm he, not. Doesn't I'm <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play. He doesn't play. When he plays, he's effective, yeah. but he never plays. He doesn't play. <laughs> so. And then Rashad Bateman as a rookie, I'm sure he's going to have a good year, but he's, he's a rookie. Um, so unless he has like a Justin Jefferson type of, which is very rare, first season, which is very, rare. I don't see them. You know, the passing game being that exponentially better. You do have Mark Andrews, the tight end, which is honestly that's Lamar Jackson's favorite target. Yeah, main, um, main guy right there. Yeah, and the defense. You know how the defense brings it every year in Baltimore. So um, now the Ravens, I feel like are in really good shape. Um, I'm sure they're. I think they're going to be uh, the two, uh, two to the Browns one. Okay, and so I, I think we flip flop. Yeah, Got I it. think those two are going to battle there uh, at the top of the division for sure.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll take I'll take the flip flop. I just think for the Ravens, you have to get to what Lamar Jackson is
1: best at. Yeah,
0: you have to tailor to his strengths, and it, it's not always running. Like he's not going to pass for five hundred yards a game. Right. That that's not his bag. Like he probably won't pass for four hundred yards a game. That's right. not his bag. Give him maybe about three hundred, maybe about anywhere from. 27 to 32 completions, something are in that range. Yeah. Nothing too crazy, but the Ravens should be a run-heavy team. Like, get him in some pistol formations. Get mm. him in shotgun more. Like, don't put him behind center as much. You really have to tailor to his game. Give the receivers shorter routes. Like you said, they've been working on their route running. Give them shorter routes. Give them quick out routes, slant routes, things like that. Honestly, just to open him up.
1: If I'm if I'm coaching Lamar Jackson, um, they did. They have run some pistol stuff. They run some spread stuff. But I would heavily go back to look, look back at his film at Louisville. Right. And the passing concepts that were in that playbook in Louisville, they should try to incorporate it in Baltimore to make it they, easier. Because he, he already knows the language. Yeah,
0: he already knows the language. And those are just a little simpler routes. Right. Like last year, they had Hollywood Brown. I'm, uh, yeah, they had Hollywood Brown. Hollywood yep. Brown, like as their receiver one, mm-hmm. trying to do the complex routes. Right. And he's probably like – He's like my height. <laughs> yeah. So he's not about to get up and go get a jump ball and I can't say that about everybody small because I've seen Tyreek Hill do it but he's not Tyreek Hill like Let's just be honest. There's levels. Yeah, there's (laughs) levels to this. So, I mean, yeah, you just have to do what works for you. And your quarterback is a superstar. Yes. He is a star on that field. And people are definitely scared of him. Defenses definitely have to game plan for For him. For sure. You need to utilize that. Like, he can put fear in your hearts. Anything just as dangerous as an arm is a QB that's athletic. Right. A QB that can get out of the pocket. Because you have to keep two people in the box for him every single time. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. All right, man, let's jump to the NFC north side of things where we have Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago. I'm leaving one Detroit, Detroit. That's why I left them because they're Detroit. <laughs> yeah. All right, man, give me your breakdown of this division. What's your biggest storyline? It's into? Aaron Rodgers coming. Come on. <laughs> Let, let's
1: let's be honest. All right, here. fine. <laughs> fine. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers. We know this is his last year in, in Green Bay. Yep. Him and possibly Devontae, <laughs> Devontae Adams. Adams
0: and the rest of Green Bay season. Exactly. The, the, the franchise as itself.
1: <laughs> so, you know, this is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the storyline, all the lights are on Aaron Rodgers, it Devontae Adams. Up. And yeah, yeah. this is their last chance to potentially go to the Super Bowl. So, okay. you know, we're, we're going to have heavy, heavy eyes Right now in Green Bay. But that's not the only storyline going on in the NFC North.
0: It's <laughs> so, not. It's, it's Kirk Coupons. What you mean? It's not Kirk Coupons. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> I, look, man, I'm a le- I'll let you handle Chicago. Let me handle Kirk okay. Cousins, who's going to put up the plexiglass cube in his QB office because he doesn't want to get the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. He sounded nuts in that press conference. <laughs> I was thinking about putting a plexiglass up just to box myself in. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm I'm following you. I'm following you. (laughs) Nah, man, for me, it's the Vikings, because I told you, I already told you that I'm a little bit higher on the Vikings than you are, obviously. I'm not the biggest believer in Kirk Cousins, but I also think that with Aaron Rodgers having one foot out the door, that it gives the Vikings a little window, and I think that they've improved, especially on the defensive side, to win maybe two more games, and with that extra wild card spot now in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I really do think that this team can potentially get that. I really think that they have a good chance of winning that. And behind Dalvin Cook, who, like I said, can put the world on his shoulders, and with Justin Jefferson, who was balling last year, still have Thielen. I know Jefferson just got hurt. i
1: about to say. I
0: know he just got hurt. Not sure his timetable uh, on his I return. I mean,
1: you, there's no healing from a, a strained AC joint. Yeah, so it, <laughs> he's gonna play. Out, he's gonna have to play he, with that all year. Yeah, so shoot him up. And, <laughs> and basically, from what. You know, former players are talking about. They're saying it's really hard to move your arm that way. So, good luck. That yeah, that is that is going to be a big blow if he's not even remotely close to what he was
0: last year. Because last year he was outstanding. Absolutely, as la- a rookie, la- he tore last, it up. Last year he was
1: unbelievable, and I can't believe he was it top five receiver look, in the league. Look, and I said that. <laughs> he I said top. that. I said that the draft. He I was said Top five receiver in the league. I said that Justin Jefferson was going to be elite. And I said the Eagles need to take him, and what they do, they took Jalen Ricker. Anyway,
0: <laughs> hey man, what did you do last year? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Just wanted to hear you say it. That's all.
0: All right, man. I know you probably don't want to do this, but talk to me about Detroit.
1: All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll make this quick. Yeah. So, no, nah, Detroit is interesting. You bring over Jared Goff and that, um, that trade. Over Stafford. Yep. And you know you draft your left tackle, Penny Suo. Yep. Um, so I mean this is an interesting team. They have a really fun coaching staff that they put together. Uh that's one way
0: to call it. <laughs> that, that, that's one way to put it. Well not their head coach. I'm talking oh, about everybody else. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that's one way I'm to put it. I'm talking about
1: like Anthony Lynn and okay. all those type of guys. Okay. I I was like, i was Deuce like. it. Daly. <laughs> um not the head coach, no. Dan Campbell. We we're not. Dan right.
0: Dan Campbell's interesting. Yeah, he's to say, weird. To say the least. That's a weird. Dude. <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, he's weird. Weird.
1: But no, I mean, this is an interesting team. Um you you hope that they have some kind of progression from a year ago <laughs> i'm not i'm not exactly sure what this man, team forget is doing man bump this they suck man. <laughs> man bump this they suck how many games are they going to win
0: <laughs> man, man bump this cut cut the crap bro like, i don't want to talk about them you don't want to talk about them they stink how many games are they going to win i got them at 5 man. all right <laughs> All right. Look, man, I don't want to spend any more time talking about them <laughs> than we had to, man. I just don't. We got we we still got to get to Chicago. Chicago's way more interesting. Talk to me about Chicago. Talk to me about Justin Fields, the QB battle that we got brewing back there,
1: and what do you ultimately think Chicago will do? All right, so Chicago is way more interesting for sure. Um <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Justin Fields should be the week one starter. I'm sorry. Off the rip. Andy Dalton is not it. They keep saying Andy Dalton is our QB one. I'm telling you, every all the reports coming out of Chicago right now is that Fields is just a Fields is lighting it up, and he's earning the respect of his teammates, yep. which means. You're going to have to come to a decision. Do you want to please your team, or do you want to play it safe, per se? And and it
0: ain't even playing it safe. You're, you're stroking your own ego. Basically. I said Andy Dawson starters are Andy Dawson yeah. starters.
1: You also are going to lose your job. Exactly. Sir. Like,
0: let's be oh, yeah.
1: Don't, don't forget. I, remember, we talked about yeah, this. Like, Chicago staff, I need them to understand that you will get fired if you don't make the right decision. Yeah. You're going to get fired regardless. Turn the TVs starting. off in the locker room if you
0: won't. Mitch is not there anymore, <laughs> so it does not matter. It it is not matter. This should
1: be Justin Fields' show.
0: Okay, I'll take that.
1: Um, this, this, you know, I mean, David Montgomery at running back. You have Allen Robinson coming back, even though he didn't want to come back. <laughs> yeah. Against his will. <laughs> yeah. And you have you to have really good defense. So you if you can stick with a Justin Fields for this year, and he has, you give him easy reads, right? He I mean he can he can read a defense. Don't get, don't get, ever get me wrong, but as a rookie quarterback, you want to make things easy on him. One
0: of the most efficient quarterbacks in college history. Yeah. Like he's definitely able to read defenses. Super athletic. Definitely should be the QB one on the team. How do you think their defense is stacked up against the rest of the league? Do you think they're still a top five defense? Because maybe two years removed, the Bears are up there in defense. Yeah. Like, like one two with the Ravens. I mean, yeah, yeah with I,
1: the Ravens and Rams, excuse me. Right. So I, I definitely think they can be still top five. Okay. Um, largely because the pressure they get on the quarterback, their front yep. seven is disgusting, crazy. Khalil Kal- Mack is still a man yeah. amongst boys, yeah, for sure. They they still have one of, one of the better defensive lines in football. You still have Roquan Smith in the middle of the defense, in um, middle um, linebacker. Minnis from Georgia, he, love that dude. Yeah, he's love that dude. He's as advertised. Literally. I mean, your secondary still semi. No, actually, no. You got rid of your corner, so maybe they're gonna take a, a you know a step back on defense because their corners, both their starting corners, are kind of like gone now. Okay, <laughs> um, they had to cut you know Kyle Fuller yep, and all those to kind cut, of things. So had to cut Fuller. you know you're gonna have you know issues probably in the secondary. Here we go with that. But you know I feel like in general. If Matt Nagy, the head coach, if he can somehow muster up some good play calling to complement his quarterback, I think the Chicago Bears can get a wide card spot. Okay. Um, Interesting. And that's where Justin Fields is quarterback, not Andy Dolan. Okay. I'll take um, that. You know, just because that defensive line is still intact, you still have your safeties back there that are pretty good. Your front seven in general is just really, really good. Your, out, your two outside corners is the question mark to me. And then your offensive line protecting Justin Fields is another huge question mark and they need to get way better there. Like their offensive line needs major, major work. And, you know, if you're their front office, you're the general manager, you have to look at that and say, okay, we're picking a. you know, if we have a rookie quarterback back there, we need to be able to protect him. So I I would expect them to, they, they need to make some moves here before week one to try to bolster that offensive line a little okay. bit to protect their rookie quarterback.
0: Okay. Give me your rankings in this division because it sounds like you feel as if they could get their wild card spot. Give me your rankings in this division. Okay,
1: Packers one. Yep. Packers one A. Okay. Packers one B. <laughs> Packers one C. B. That's funny. <laughs> you mean two? <laughs> they, they were already. One okay, B you're and right. C. You're right. You're right. Two. Two. <laughs> C. <laughs> two C is going to be. Um, I'm going to put uh, <laughs> Vikings there. I'll put Vikings at number two. Okay. Um, I'll do Chicago three, and then obviously Detroit's four. So Vikings getting a playoff spot too? No, but the Bears. So the Bears are getting the playoff spot, no, the
0: wild for- spot. No, you just said they were getting a, they would get a potential wild card spot. All right,
1: so the Bears. All right, I'll say. Yeah. That. I I'll agree with you. The Vikings <laughs> yeah,
0: jump on the Kirk coupon bandwagon. No, 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 I, just, I don't.
1: I, I don't say they're going to get a wild card, but I just say that they're going to be two in that division. They might just get one representative out of that division. Okay. I, so, no, I'll take that. I will take the Packers for 1,000. Obviously Aaron Rodgers for a million, please. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody else. Okay. So I still think the Packers are head over shoulders better than everybody in that division.
0: Easy. They can run laps backwards around the division. Yeah. I get it. We understand. Give me Packers, Vikings, close Bears, and then not so close. <laughs> um, Reynolds Park Rec League. That is in Winston-Salem. Give me the Winston-Salem Indians at fourth. Give me the Poptown Packers five and then give me the Detroit Lions six. <laughs> that's it, man. That, that like that, that's my rankings, man. I am so low on the Lions that I really think that they have the potential to be the worst team in the league.
1: I will say this about the Lions, though. They do have some young talent um, that they could potentially groom. I think their defense is going to be much better than it was a year ago. Um, and they need to shore up protection as well. I just That's think another that,
0: team, okay. On offense, they lost Kenny Galladay. Yeah, and I feel like they're they're really depleted as far as weapons for sure. And the, yeah, they're they're gonna have a lot to prove out there. They didn't on just
1: lose Kenny Galladay they lost Marvin Jones Yeah, too. and Marvin Jones. Yeah. What
0: I'm saying, who's receiving right. me? <laughs> and I don't even want to play for them. Yeah, not doing it. Not 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 bad, bad minimum. Nah, no, <laughs> no, no. I want Josh Allen numbers to go to Detroit. <laughs> Detroit sucks, man. <laughs> I do not want to play for them. They're not good, man.
1: Yeah, man. So you know, sticking with that same NFC North Bane. I want you. To, I want you to tell me why you think the Vikings are going to be good. Because here's the thing: Dalvin Cook. Still, he's been hurt the last two years. You have an injury to. He
0: was top three in rushing.
1: But he still was hurt.
0: He was, st- <laughs> he was still top three. Wait till he's healthy this year and he runs for 4,000.
1: Okay. So. All right,
0: 2,000. All right. So. Okay, maybe not 2,000. 2, they... Give me 1,600. That's final answer. 1,600. <laughs> 1,600, final answer. Dalvin, do not let me down. You heard No Nation at the beginning of this podcast. You can't let me down now
1: and then obviously you know the ac joint with justin jefferson that's tough you you feel as though this team can win with kirk cousins why
0: because they did it last year like they won games that they were they weren't supposed to win last year and i think that they've improved this year i think that their defense got better and i feel like their defense honestly um hindered them from winning a couple games their offense wasn't as horrible as advertised last year I think there were two games where Kirk Cousins threw three to, three to four interceptions, but other than that, he toned it down a little bit. He wasn't doing anything outrageous that he normally does. Kirk Cousins is really like a wild card to me. He's almost like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I don't like him as much as Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> because Fitzpatrick is on my team, so I'm obligated <laughs> to respect him, like, and he's just magic, so he has a cooler nickname than Kirk Coupons. No, I just think that Minnesota is going to be a little bit better this year. One, because their defense has improved. And I'm hoping that the Justin Jefferson injury doesn't like hold him back. If that holds him back, that is a big, big damper. But right now, everyone – can't even say everyone now because he's not healthy. But Dalvin's 100% healthy right now. He's he's feeling – he said it's the best he's been feeling since he's gotten the league, which is great. They have, like I said, improved defense. They have a better secondary. And I feel like they can potentially push for – a wild card spot, especially in a division where we know that the Packers are good. We know that the Packers are good. What I I think what it is more so me being higher on the Vikings, I'm just not sold on the Packers being all in. At the end of the day, I think that's what it comes down to. It's not my overall confidence in Minnesota. It's my lack of faith in Aaron Rodgers
1: really putting it all on the line for one last ride. We're gonna see the shape of your offensive line when it comes to week one. Um, I know you drafted a first round. Tackle, yeah, um, out of Virginia Tech, but I feel as though the Vikings are still just not—they're just not there, um, for whatever reason, right? I feel like their head coach is a defensive-minded head coach in general, so their defense usually is pretty good. Usually top ten to twelve, fifteen. Their their um, defense,
0: their defense cost them a few games and penalties cost them a couple of games last year too. But I, I think they're gonna tighten up on those areas and. Before, before I let you finish or whatever, I think that me looking at the other teams, like the Bears, I think the Bears do have potential, but I just feel like Matt Nagy is going to get in their way. I feel like ultimately he's going to get in their way. Andy Dalton, starting games will be the reason that the Bears do not make the playoffs. If you don't put Justin Fields in and set him up to win, like if you don't tailor an offense around him instead of trying to make this a competition, Justin Fields is the best quarterback on that field. Like, you need to start tailoring the offense around him. The players are already, like you said, rallying around him, getting his, earning his respect, or he's earning their respect, excuse me. So it's like, you should start, fo- I don't. I feel like they're not focused. I feel like Matt Nagy is hell-bent on running his team.
1: One thing I'm going to bring to your attention now is that we don't even know if Kirk Cousins is gonna start the entire season because uh, exactly. they're, 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 there's noise right now that says Kellen Mond might jump in at some point this season and take Durain the reins as starting quarterback. So Kellen Mond's is not a bad quarterback. No, he's not. Yeah, Kellen Mond's is not a bad not. quarterback. Definitely more athletic, obviously for sure, and he's bigger
0: than Kirk Cousins yeah. as well. So I mean, hey, if he if he's running the offense, so be it. If he can come, if he can step in and actually make plays, do it by all, by all means. Get the vaccine. Like, yeah, <laughs> get the get, get the vaccine. You know, I'm,
1: uh, maybe he is vaccinated. I don't know, but yeah, I have no idea. I, I feel like that's that's two really interesting storylines going in with the uh, with the NFC North. Is you got two teams that you know really haven't named a starter per se. Well, we know Kirk Cousins we, is probably going to start. We, we know start, we, we Kirk know Cousins Kirk is going to start gonna Week start. One.
0: We know we know that for sure. He'll start
1: Week One, but if he continues to go on that tear of, like, three or four games yeah. where he has four interceptions, yeah. we're going to see Kellen Mond.
0: No, I, and I agree. But yeah. right now, I think Kirk Cousins is a solidified starter. Yeah. I think he knows that, the team knows that, and they're prepared for that. Whereas someone like the Bears. You don't know. A- Andy Dalton is supposedly the solidified starter, but the team is like, for what? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, yeah, for what? So it's like, I, I just don't know. I just right. don't know about them. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. Let's let's circle back to the uh, AFC North, okay, and let's talk a little bit about this Browns team. I want to talk about the Browns and Ravens specifically because okay. I feel like those are the two leaders in that division. Obviously, um, and you look at the makeup of both teams and, and kind of how they're you know they're built and really good defenses. Yep, you got two really really young quarterbacks who are trying to get extensions. Yep, and then you have things happen to where you know the Ravens lost their their left tackle, you know, early last year and then they moved their right tackle over to left tackle and he got traded because he wanted to be a left tackle, yep. which mm-hmm. makes sense because his father, the whole promise thing, that that whole storyline is different than any the other kind of case.
0: Uh yeah, very very odd situation to
1: so um the Ravens are hoping that their left tackle comes back at some point this season because he's still coming off of a torn Achilles. So you're starting your season with probably your first four or five weeks, maybe six weeks without your starting left tackle. And that's going to be tough for Lamar Jackson. So you're going to have to lean on his athleticism. You're going to have to lean on the receivers getting open and all those types of things. J.K. Dobbins taking over and then the defense doing their job, which they have been doing for the most part. And then you look over at the Browns situation and you have a, a Baker Mayfield that is, 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 is he's trying to cement himself as the long-term answer at quarterback for the Browns. The Browns have thus far been reluctant to give him a deal. Um, they're not sold. and Yeah, because yeah. he, he hasn't proven himself. Yeah, they're not sold. And then you have the Odell Beckham situation to where maybe they want a quarterback that can blend well with Odell Beckham. And now they're saying they're not friends, but they just don't play well together. You're looking at two, two teams right now that... The quarterbacks, neither one of them have got their contract. We know Lamar's probably going to get his. I'm sure Lamar Eric, will get his Eric DeCosta has came out and said that they will give uh, Lamar a contract. Yeah. But if you if you were a general manager, which team would you want to choose in this situation?
0: I think as far as team, it, does it, is this dependent upon the quarterback? Because I think the overall mode of the Browns is a little bit better. Yeah. I think the overall mode of the Browns is a little bit better. I think Baker... What I, what I like about Baker and the Browns' offense, mm-hmm. they tailor to Baker right. exactly what his strengths are. They run the ball heavy. Yes. Which, which is why. They what? got two monsters. Yeah, in they back had there. two monsters Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Yeah. Like, salute to Nick Chubb for getting a new contract yep. as well. He deserved it. Yeah, he well deserved. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. And it's like they had a two headed monster back there and they run the ball very well. And that opens up the play action for Baker Mayfield. And he's really good in play action. Yeah. Really good in play action. It's just Baker they are not sold on him getting the ball downfield because they do run a lot of a shorter routes, and they don't know if Baker can go win the game for you. He has a huge personality, and he's toned it down a lot. Yeah, He's toned it down a lot because he's trying to focus strictly on football and winning games, yeah. and I think he made exponential leaps last year and proved that he can go out and win games. What he did to the Steelers was insane. Yeah. He embarrassed the Steelers. Yep. He embarrassed the Steelers. But like you said, they still have questions. Is he the long-term answer? can he go win the game for you? And I don't have that question with Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson can and will go win games for you. We've seen him do it before. Like pure raw talent alone, mm-hmm. he can go win games, but I think that his team surrounding him just isn't as stout as the Browns team. So Agreed. if I was a GM, I would probably want to jump on that Browns team.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm with you on that. I definitely would choose the Browns just because they're intact. I mean, both sides of the ball, the line of scrimmage, yeah, they're really stout. They have really good, young, outstanding corners. They're secondary and safeties as well. Yeah. Their secondary is loaded. Um, their linebacker core is getting better. Um, improving. But, but, you know, overall, that team is just better. The roster, receivers, yeah, the rosters are better. receivers safeties, are better. corners. I mean, they're just better and then you look at a Ravens team who not far behind they just you know they have holes right now and Ravens
0: Ravens defense has always been stout yeah. Ravens defense has always been stout and Harbaugh to me, is a good coach Yeah he is Harbaugh he to is. Me, is a great coach I think he's definitely the better coach out of the two for me Yeah So yeah I mean it's just, it's just tough Lamar Jackson I would definitely take Lamar Jackson over Baker Mayfield For sure any day twice on Sunday Yeah but the team around the Browns is more tailored to what Baker does so we'll see what does Baker have to do in your opinion to prove he's the long term answer.
1: Yeah, I just I think Baker just needs to not try to play hero ball. Um, we saw the end of last season when they are trying to make their playoff push because they almost didn't make the postseason. Right. They had to win. They had to win out. So I mean, it still back to back games. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So you know, if you're if you're Baker Mayfield and you're you're looking forward to being that that long term answer there in Cleveland. You just need to be able to get your put the ball in the playmaker's hands. I mean, you have plenty of weapons on offense. You know you got to trust your defense to get stops for you, but you play in the confines of the offense. What what is your the play design tell you to go to the ball with? So, you know, if you're the quarterback, just don't think too much. Get the ball to your playmakers and let it work.
0: And that's the thing. When it's time to improvise, when that first option isn't open, are you going to progress through your reads? Are you going to panic? what's going to happen and that's where i think that they feel that baker mayfield is lacking a little bit decision making gets poor after that and that's what it is it's the decision making because if his first reason not there it's like what are we going to do with lamar jackson we know he can always lean on his athleticism to get out the pocket and make a 40 yard run out of nothing yeah like lamar jackson he's just that explosive so that's why yeah another reason why i say quarterback wise i understand lamar jackson all, all day every day but the situation around Baker, the O-line's solid. Defense, very, very solid. Yeah. Weapons everywhere. Weapons galore. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I still have the Ravens winning that division because for some reason, it, it seems for me, the Ravens are a great regular season team. Great. <laughs> they're great in the regular yeah. season. They, teams confine Lamar Jackson in the postseason mm-hmm. and kind of shorten the field a little bit, make it a little tougher. But in the regular season, they're, they're guns blazing. They're yeah. out there. So I think that's why I have them one Browns too
1: got it okay
0: all right man that's all I got for that quick tapes before we get out here Kawhi Leonard expected to re-sign with the Clippers along with Reggie Jackson who I think has already signed his Mm -hmm. contract what are we looking at with the
1: Kawhi situation I mean it's really interesting that he waited as long as he did yeah not Um, not
0: understanding the the talks with other teams I just didn't see a a fit for him really anywhere for him to get the money that he wanted yeah
1: it was it was weird like you know you're coming off an ACL injury so you know why would you want to jump shit when you guys were in the Western Conference Finals last year? I don't understand.
0: Yeah, interesting for him. But uh, assuming they stay intact, how do you see them stacking up next year?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> the Lakers could send them home like <laughs> in the first round. So. Th- the
0: Lakers probably will send them home because yeah. I don't think Kawhi is going to play at least until after the All Star break. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna it's he's, gonna be rough. He's gonna be out
1: most of the season for sure. Yeah, so
0: it'll be rough. Kelly Oubre signed with the Hornets. Like it, love it, hate
1: it. It's cool. Um. You know, I think I think one thing with with Kelly is he brings that spark plug when, you know, fast breaks and blocks and dunks. Like he's a really big big play type of dude. Yep. But he will tend to slow down your offense attack, so I'm interested to see how LaMelo and those guys Gel with that Because I feel like When you're running the floor Those guys like to run Yeah they're a
0: fast Paced team Very fast paced team For me he's hit or miss Like with the Warriors There'll be some days He'll score like 30 points Other games he'll score 2 points
1: He did the same thing With the Suns He was very inconsistent 30 point games And like okay And then next game he would like 14
0: it's like all right 14 four like very inconsistent very up and down at least he was with the Warriors so I'm interested to see how he fits shout out to the men's and women's Olympic basketball teams for winning gold and on the men's side another shout out to KD for signing a four year 198 million dollar extension with the Nets bag secured well deserved
1: yeah KD look KD took over the Olympics he won his gold medal yep and then re-signed with the Nets so it's it's Beautiful week for him.
0: Shout out to the women, too. I think they won seven straight, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Monsters. <laughs> yeah, they are beasts. Shout out to Brittany Griner, too. She went crazy. Yes. I think she had a 30-piece, 29-piece, something like that. Yeah. She was up there. Deshaun Watson, not practicing anymore with the Texans. Why is that? Getting traded soon?
1: Yeah, so, you know, the Texans are trying to deem it as a foot or ankle injury right now. and Cap. Yeah. <laughs> Cap what what was really going on right now is they don't want their hurt trade y- asset to, to get, get hurt, hurt right. during training camp. We get it. And plus we get it. I don't see Deshaun Watson getting traded until there's clarity on his court case. Right. So you're protecting your asset and you're also keeping him away from the media. Yeah, protecting your brand. And yeah, protecting but your let brand. Let me just tell you the Houston Texans are doing a terrible job of trying to make sure this happens because they don't know how to handle this situation. They're just saying they're saying the wrong things. They're doing the wrong things. That whole franchise is in disarray. It's bad. Like they're just doing a terrible job of this. They might be worse than Alliance. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They
0: might, they might be worse than Alliance. Poor PR job. Yeah, the P the PR is what's the worst. The PR like all the statements are yeah, tragic. It, it's like, bad. Just be quiet. Don't speak. Yeah. <laughs> don't speak if you don't know what you're talking about. You sound nuts. And then, you know, this whole ankle injury thing.
1: Really, really? Really? You just had this man out here playing safety and, and, <laughs> and practice just a couple of days ago. Hey, man. What are you talking about? Hey, man.
0: 0-16. Oh, oh, excuse me. 0-17. Oh, 0-17. <laughs> oh, oh, I really think that they're probably going to be the worst team in the
1: league. They're going to be terrible.
0: I think they're going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. But to be determined. All right, man, that's all I got. Thank everyone for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. As always, Black Lives Matter. They always matter and they will forever matter. I want y'all to continue to social distance. Wear your mask. Please get vaccinated if you haven't already. If it's not your choice, but just know that the COVID and Delta variant is running rampant out here. So please, please be safe. And one time shout out to Bobby
1: Bowden. Yeah, man, it's nasty out here. Y'all get vaccinated, wear your mask, six feet apart, all those kinds of things. Protect yourself. Protect yourself, please. <laughs> but no, guys, we appreciate all all the ratings, uh, the five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all those things. Uh Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and any other platform you listen to us on. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you sharing us, liking us, pushing us out there. We appreciate all the love and fam and again, prayers and condolences to Bobby Brown and all his family. We
0: Yes, man. A legend, a pioneer, a true staple in the game. No nation of no nation. Do it for you, man.